Welcome to episode seven of Hotels 101. I'm Rob Hayes, president and CEO of Ashford Hospitality Trust, a hotel company that owns and operates hotels all across the United States of America. And uh, welcome to the Hotels 101 podcast, where we delve into the lives of those who live and breathe the hotel industry every day. And we have a very special guest today here for episode seven. I'm very excited about uh, Kelly Cerna, who I've known for uh, quite a few years here in Dallas, who is the principal and owner of Studio 11 Design here in Dallas, Texas. And uh, so Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you. This is exciting. It is exciting. Uh, so tell us a little bit about you, just your, your background, where you're from, and then a little bit of maybe how you got into the, the hotel business at some point. Sure. So um, if you've met me, then you definitely know that I am um, a through and through Midwest girl. Um, I'm in the middle of five kids from Kansas City. Um, I've been a Chiefs fan before Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift got together, so that's <laughs> that's epic. <laughs> yeah, so what do Chiefs fans think real quick about the whole Travis Kelsey, Taylor? Is this just like a stunt? I mean, probably a little, but what I really care about is the price of tickets, and I can't really afford to go at this okay. point, I'm sure. So I've been priced out, So, and all the attention is now on uh, Taylor and not on the Chiefs, but it'll go back, I'm sure. Yes, so it will. It, it's fun. It's cute. <laughs> right? <laughs> sure. Everybody loves a good love yes. story. So. If, it, if it's love. No, but yeah, so from Kansas City, okay. um, I could talk about that for 25 minutes for sure. Um, and um, so moved to Dallas. My freshman year of high school, um, couldn't wait to get out of Dallas, swore I was going to leave as soon as possible um, in Texas, um, and ended up getting both of my degrees in Texas and stayed in Dallas, clearly. Um, started Studio 11 about 12 years ago and, and haven't looked back. And so tell us about Studio 11. So what? Sure. How, how did that begin? So um, I worked for one firm in hospitality. I started during a recession in 2004 um, and just kind of fell into hospitality. So I didn't do internships in residential design or um, anything else that just kind of, um, I landed where I was supposed to be. I'm obsessed in love with hospitality. I live and breathe it. So when we talk about passions, that's one of them for sure. Um, and started Studio 11 in another recession in 2012, um, just wanted more flexibility. I had two very small little boys at the time. They're big, taller than me now. Um, and it just kind of took off. Um, I had a business partner at the time and we um, had an incredible run. Um, I bought her out about a year ago. Um, and then since have just with the market and new strategies doubled the size of the firm. Um, it's been it's been really fun. Really. So why I guess hotels? Do you all focus is all of your work in hotels or most of it in hotels? Primarily hotels. Uh, we do quite a bit of food and beverage as well. It's just kind of hospitality. Um, so food and beverage is another passion. We get to work with a lot of celebrity chefs, but um, we did test out. Um, Residential, we'll take on an occasional client here and there. Um, very particular about that. It's typically almost like a hotel project if we're taking that on. But I think my passion in hospitality is driving revenue and figuring out, you know, how to, you know, figuring out how to make all the pieces work and space planning. And um, I think, you know, we're a bit different as we, we think like an owner. So we're always thinking of programming and how to do things differently. Um, we have a branding arm to the firm, and then we also have an art arm, um, art and stylist team 
So that's kind of a differentiator as well. But um, hospitality, I don't think I could do anything else. I so, but where did, so where did that come from? Like how you, you said you were, you know, you were here through college. Yes. And then you then jump to, I sure. have this passion for hospitality. Okay. Like what was okay, that, what's the where did that begin? So good question. Um, and it's kind of funny, not funny to my dad because uh, I went to school for international business and Spanish double major. I traveled throughout Spain for a few months, came back and was like, oh, I love this. Um, went on a second trip after when I was uh, getting ready to graduate and discovered Gaudi and okay. the, my love for architecture and design. And I came home. So you're wandering the streets of Barcelona looking yes. at it. Okay. <laughs> yes, of course. And Prague and taking these weekend trips. Um, and of course, again, mind you, being the middle of five, my dad's ecstatic that I'm almost out of school. I go back and I'm like, so I, I think I want to go back to school for uh, interior design. Um, he was not excited about that and was he knew my business acumen. He's like, you are going to be great at business. You've got to, you know, so I interned for him for a summer and was like, yeah, no. So I went back <laughs> four more years for interior architecture, interior design with a minor in marketing. Um, and then again, like just got out into the industry and there were no jobs. Um, and so I started kind of looking around and landed a hospitality position. Um, my, I think my salary was $26,000 at the time at most. Um, moved in with my sister and began to build my career immediately. Um, and I just fell completely in love and kind of always wondered because I didn't test out different, you know, industries, but commercial, um, healthcare, residential, you know, we've dabbled in before and it's just, we'll, we've got a couple of, you know, really great projects here and there, but for the most part, hospitality is where my, my whole heart is. Well, I think there's a common theme that we see across a lot of the guests that I've had thus far is that there's something about uh, the experience of being, everyone knows what a good hotel is and everyone's had great memories at a hotel and had a great vacation at a hotel. And so it, it seems to touch people in a way that when you then have the opportunity to be a part of that, it can be addictive. I mean, because I, I think in one of my previous guests, we we're talking about, well, if you wanted to make more money, you probably could go into tech or you could go into some other industry. It's not sure. always the most lucrative because it's volatility and it's good times and bad times, recessions come and go. But there's something really special about the experience of opening a hotel, designing a hotel. I imagine having an image in your brain of what this could look like, and then it's okay. real. And then it's real. It's right in front of you. I think we're like-minded people. Um, people in hospitality, whether it's you know in your position, uh, Monty Bennett's position, whatever it is, we all have this hospitable synergy. Where and and building building things. Um, you have to be bordering crazy because yes, it's do. cyclical. <laughs> and so you have to be able to, you know, willing and thrive in chaos. I really believe that's something that we all have in common because you have to be able to ride the wave when things are bad and get creative and figure out how to build, you know, pivot and quickly, really quickly. I mean, COVID, obviously being in hospitality, COVID my and doing hotels and restaurants, my entire world was shut down much like mm -hmm. everyone else's in our industry overnight. And so our branding company who was, this little, you know, little sister to Studio Eleven, all of a sudden, took a forefront. And I'm like, okay, so we need to call all of our vendors and let's start doing their social media. And a lot of our designers, you know, were doing social media pages for people. Like we were like, okay, what's what's going to get us out of this? And but I think it's something that we all share in common. Um, we're all hospitable. We seem to be fun people in general. You go to one of our conferences, and I think it's a bit different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it is. You know, we're there's like 14 different events that are all parties um 
and we all love to entertain. So it, I just, I think I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I know I am. That's I great. love it. So going through, going through COVID and you said having to pivot, having to make changes, was there a, a big lesson, something that you'll take with you the rest of your career that came out of going through those, you know, one or two years of, of COVID? I think, um, I think we all learned we're, we're stronger than we know we are. Um, I don't, I don't, when you look back on what we went through and what we had to overcome, our, our industry as a whole, um, I learned to lean on my peers. I learned to lean on, you know, the creative synergy I have, even with other design firms, we all got together and, and being vulnerable and open to talking to each other about what wasn't working for us or how to survive together. Um, and it also does take confidence in what you're doing so that, you know, happy to share with a friendly competitor, like how do we get through this together, um, knowing that there, there's room for all of us to kind of thrive and hopefully get through it stronger. Um, so I think being vulnerable uh, was one of the things for me that I think is, was a little bit harder, but you know, you, you learn to be open to that when, when you have to be. Yeah. So uh, a little bit of a, of a bigger pic picture question. And there's been a ton of change in the past 15, 20 years in hotel design. And right when I, when I entered the industry a couple decades ago, there was it was much more cookie cutter, right? A, mm -hmm. a Marriott in Omaha looked like a Marriott in Los Angeles, would look like a Marriott in New York and anything in between. And one of the exciting aspects of our industry is that design has come to the forefront in terms of being both functional, but a place where people are, are active and the lobbies and the design in the rooms. So what are you seeing right now in terms of are there certain trends that you're seeing within the design that you think maybe just aren't little, you know, short-term trends because they're kind of cool today and maybe won't be cool in five years, but that you think are longer-term trends yep. in our space? Um, well, one, I think, you know, just to kind of, it's a great segue from the COVID conversation because COVID changed the way we think about hotels as well. Um, but the difference between 15 years ago and now is we're genuinely creating experiences for people. We're the backdrop for people's biggest memories in their life. It's not just a, okay, we're going to stop off in Omaha, which was a big vacation spot for us hey, growing I up. A, in I have a beautiful, I have a beautiful Marriott in Omaha. <laughs> wherever, wherever you could road trip. And I, so my heart, I definitely love Omaha, but, um, you know, now you go to a hotel in Omaha and there's an absolutely gorgeous, autograph there with a with all kinds of experience you have experiences there it's not drop your bags and let's go to the nearest you know the place for dinner um or it's you know our goal and our job for owners is to create experiences that you don't want to leave the hotel and there's a bit of a journey to the reception desk there's a science behind all of this for us so, you know, once you walk into the hotel, we strategically have a bit of a journey to get to the reception desk because we want you to experience part of the hotel before you check in. So by the time you check in and you get to your room, your, our goal is you drop your bags and you know, you kind of already have, even if you don't know it, in the back of your mind is a place you wanna go sit, you, you're thinking of that cocktail or that cup of coffee, get out of the room, and we're trying to generate revenue for you and also create a great experience for your hotel guest other than, go to your room, you know, hang out, work, and then leave. Do you have a particular project that you've done that you think embodies that best? That if someone, you're going to say, this is Studio 11, and this is what it looks like, or this is what Kelly Cerna, I put myself sure. into this project. Look at that one. Yes. Um, 
There's a couple of passion projects. Our most recent, and it's got a lot of accolades and awards, is our Thompson Buckhead. And, you know, we really, it, it was almost in, in space planning for us, is it's, you're putting all the pieces together of, you know, the parts and pieces to make sure it all works. And you're maximizing the revenue in those public spaces, which means you're being very creative on the back of house space and making sure that's kind of tucked away. So any little nook and cranny that we could recapture that could generate revenue and be flex space for somebody to have a reception. Even if they didn't want to have a reception in there before, they look and they're like, oh, I want to have a reception in there before we go out to dinner. Right. I'm going to rent this space for however many, you know, whatever. Um, so Thompson Buckhead is one. I think um, we did a couple of hotels, Countrypolitan and the Hutton Hotel, hmm. both in Nashville, where, you know, Countrypolitan, for example, um, one of the booths comes out of the restaurant and it becomes a stage at night. And so talk about flex space where the guest gets to experience it in a different way, depending on the day or the time, you know, the time of day, or if it's a weekend where one morning, you know, you're having your breakfast there, you come back from dinner um, afterwards and there is a, you know, beautiful concert going on um, that again, um, engages the community and makes people want to stay instead of, okay, let's go down Skid Row, you know, right. let's go back to the hotel. That's where the action is. Let's have all our drinks there. That's cool. So tell me about, um, I'm going to take a, a little bit of, uh, back towards a little bit more of your personal life. So what do you, so what drives you? In fact, what's your kind of sure. passion? What, if, uh, if you're spending some extra free time, what do you do? So, um, and I was saying, this is my hardest question because I don't, I don't, allow for a lot of free time. Um, and because my passion is hospitality, and I know that sounds ridiculous, my passion is my career. And I love what I do so much that I don't really have a lot of boundaries. Um, but my other passion, I have, I have two. As of in, what, three days, I will have two teenage boys. So um, my youngest is turning 13. Um, they are more than a full-time job. Yes, um, they are. <laughs> between the sports and all the activities and the student councils. and wanting to be involved in every minute and um, taking and soaking in every every aspect of where they are in life. Um, they're like my favorite travel buddies, my favorite roommates. Um, so being a single mom, you know, that definitely is, is very time consuming. So you talk about them being your travel buddies. So do you have places you particularly like to go or go on a regular basis or is it always something new? What's, yeah, how does that work? So obviously being in hospitality, we know all the different cool places or if I've worked on a hotel, um, a lot of times I love to bring the boys back there. Um, most recently because of COVID and when I was buying out my business partner, I really wasn't able to travel. I put everything back into the company and the restructuring of the firm. And so uh, this past summer with eight days notice, I booked three tickets to Spain. We had five cities on the list, we did four. Um, did about two and a half weeks, which I've never taken that much time off of work. I've never had an out of office from the second I started the firm until this trip. Um, but it was sort of my thank you to the boys for their patience while I was kind of hustling um, on the work side and not being able to like take a lot of vacation and time off. So we had a blast all over, all over Spain, which That's was great. one of my favorite places. That's great. Well, it's funny because I did something somewhat similar. I, I, when in my youth, I lived in Rome. So I lived in before oh. I joined Ashford. And uh, so this summer, I had my oldest son uh, was going off to college this year, this fall. And so I took my three oldest boys and we spent several weeks in Rome. And oh it, it was great to be able to, 
it, and that's the part that is great about as a parent, as your kids get older, they actually become people and are yeah. interesting yeah. and they have thoughts. They're and fun, right? They're fun. And, they're super cool. And to be able to have an experience of introduce them to a foreign culture, to go see these you know beautiful sites and great food and... You know, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. It was, I mean, you want to say it's for them, but it was really, it was definitely as much for me as it was for them. Getting to show them a place that I'm so in love with um, and watching them experience Europe, second time for one of them, but like getting to, to dive into the culture and see the things that they loved that they never would experience mm -hmm. here. Um, so we'll have to share itineraries. Absolutely. I'll give you my Spain and you give I'm me your, happy to do your that. Rome. Happy Perfect. to do it. All right. So let me take, go back a little bit of time. So you, you told a little bit of the story about getting out of college and funding your way into uh, hospitality, into design. What do you, what would you say to the, 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 the college student, the young person that's thinking that maybe they have some inklings that this is the sort of thing that they want to do? How, how do they do that? What's the best way to get to do what you do today? Yes, to get to do. Yes. <laughs> Most days I say that. <laughs> um, I would say there's no, and this sounds cliche, but there really is no shortcut. Um, so put in the legwork, uh, find somebody that you really value and mentor that's doing what you want to do. Find somebody that's willing to pour into you um, and mentor you and spend time teaching you things. Um, I think that's one of the greater gifts I have now is um, I love, you know, the young ladies in our firm when, you know, I don't expect them to stay with me forever. And when they do want to go off, I, I have such an entrepreneurial spirit. I love when they want to start their own firm. I love being a part of that. Um, and so there's several of them that will tell you, um, I was excited to help give them their first projects and, um, or give advice or help with their contracts and proposals. And I think, um, so find someone that's willing to pour into you, but know that it's a two way street, like give to them, put everything into it, show hard work. Um, and then taking the initiative, it's very simple, taking the initiative to do things that aren't asked, like see what's happening and see what maybe where you can bring value um, and, and make sure it's kind of a two-way street with, with whoever you want to grow and build with. So what does that look like in terms of for then, for you as a, as a owner of your own company and a leader in an industry, how do you build that sort of culture in your business, right? I mean, what do, when someone's coming in and they're part of the this, Studio this 11 team and then maybe they leave or whatever, what do they say is true about what you've built? What do you strive to do? You know, I think the experience is varying on the person and what they're willing to put in. And I'm just being really honest. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've had so much amazing talent come through Studio 11 over the past 12 years. So much. Um, so many women and men as well that I've learned from that I've, you know, and they also keep me super trendy and cool with <laughs> the new <laughs> programs and features or, you know, the honesty of don't wear that, like whatever it is. Um, so um, it just, it just really varies on what these guys are willing to put in because, you know, I have, I have women that work for me now that could, I would love to hand the keys to. I mean, they're just incredible. I see so much, um, but there's also people that come in and it's, really just a nine to five. I recently asked somebody that was working with us, like, is this a nine to five job for you? Or is this a career? And she was really honest. She's like, I'm not in a place, my head isn't in the right place for a career right now. It's a nine to five. And then we can adjust accordingly. We know, you know, it, those honest, maybe just being, having those honest conversations with people too. Um, so it just depends on, on who the person is. Does that advice, was there someone that 
gave you a piece of advice that still sticks with you today from a business side? Was there a, a um, mentor or something that you look back on and like that was a really good piece of advice that I'm trying to to There's a lot today. of advice I wish I would have taken. Let's start there. Okay, let's start there. <laughs> but then 12 years later, I'm like, okay, I heard, and now I understand what they were saying. Um, you know, I'll think about like one example is uh, Monty Bennett, who obviously you know very well. I do. Um, had lunch with him a couple of weeks ago to catch up and talk about some business things. And we were talking about the panels I've been on and the podcasts and the different public speaking that I've done. And I'm not saying that I'm a pro or good at it by any means, but um, I remember calling him on my very first panel, and I think it was like a panel of three and maybe like 15 people in the quote unquote audience. And I'm like, just outright, I'm not scared of anything to a fault probably, Rob, but I was like, this is the scariest thing. I can't <laughs> believe I'm doing this. This is terrible. And Monty just told me, Kelly, you are the expert in what you're talking about. Like you get to be the expert, whatever you say, they're asking these questions because you're the expert in it. There isn't like a wrong answer. Um, and even in the conversation today, probably 10 years ago would have been, you know, horrific for me. Um, it still is harder for me to talk about myself than to talk about projects in my career. I'm much better at that, but taking that advice and knowing that I'm the expert and then just getting out there and making myself do things that are uncomfortable, that's, there's, that's the only way to grow. That's where all the growth is, is, um, doing things you don't want to do. <laughs> no, I mean, you're, and you're right. I mean, there was, a, I remember I was given a, a project, uh, actually it was from Monty back in the day where uh, I had to, like my one thing that I just, I hate doing is any sort of cold calling somebody. Oh, like, yeah. I just absolutely oh, yeah. despise it. And what was funny is that once I'd get anyone on the phone, I'm really good at it. I yeah. can talk with anybody. And so I would sit there and just, convince myself, right? Just dial it real quick and then just pick up the just phone. Go. And then and then once they were on the phone, then I was fine. But it's these things that you are challenged to do that you're not comfortable with, that then you look back, you're like, well, that was kind of silly. I just needed to push myself a little bit it's, and try something yeah. new. It's almost worse. The before is worse than what you're the actually afraid of. before is definitely worse. And that goes for almost everything in life, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, coming into uh, some of the last couple questions. Uh, one thing we try to ask all of our guests, is uh, if you were gonna go to one last hotel, right? You've got one last trip you're gonna take. Um, you can go to one hotel. Uh, you can be there with your boys, you can be there by yourself, you can be there wherever you want, but what is it? It doesn't have to be Dallas, it can be anywhere in the world. Sure. Uh, where's, where's your favorite hotel? My favorite hotel, so different experiences for, like if I, if I am with the boys versus if I'm on a vacation. Um, so, um, oh, and I'm, I'm drawing a, a blank on the name right now, but um, oh, you know what? I'll just use, I'm, I'm a huge edition fan. I know that's so mm. cheesy and nerdy and not <laughs> like, but I love the simplicity and I love the beauty of um, how the edition evokes all six senses. And so I, I think about that and all of our projects, they don't look like the edition, you know, we're more lifestyle driven as you, you know, you can tell um, our vibe is very different, but I love how the addition takes really simple, um, simple things, and that's how they create beauty. And you know, it goes from, um, you know, just in Madrid. Of course, the boys and I had to stay at the addition there, and it has this just gorgeous, beautiful sculptural staircase. There is nothing else in the entire entry, and it's a huge entry, but it's so powerful. Um, 
the sense of light there where you walk in and you don't see a single downlight. It's everything's just kind of upwards and glowing. So I guess, you know, without going into some of the Ritz-Carlton reserves or experiences around the world that, you know, you can't compare anything because it's in Bali or um, I think that that's one that I always, it's, it's home for me. In addition, New York um, is home for me. So that's great. So then what are you telling your boys? So when you're walking into the addition in Madrid and you walk into that entryway, do you have a sense that your boys were capturing any of that? Are you explaining that to them? Or is it just, are you pointing that, pointing it out? Or is it just, they just experience that it's something that's beautiful? Well, you know, in general, we're hard to travel or eat with because we point everything out. So I'm, you know, flipping plates upside down. Um, the boys are used to that. And and I have one that has just recently said, the, the younger one, um, he's super creative, has a very entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and he's like, I, maybe I want to, you know, be a designer and take over someday. Um, and the other one is like football and girls. And so it's he's kind of like, whatever, mom. But we came home from this trip in Spain, and I'm digressing from the Very question fun. a little bit. We came home from this trip, and I had taken them to the Prado Museum, and they'd seen their first Picasso. And I don't know what they're going to take in from this, if anything. They're still fairly young. Um, and my youngest son was, um, they have to earn their game time. So he's off games for a minute and he did a painting and it's very, it had like a rainbow and then the other side was black and I was like, he split it in half and his inspiration was Bosch. Hmm. And I was like, I just felt like that was maybe my proudest mom moment. <laughs> um, one of for sure, like top five. Um, so you don't know what they're going to take in, but you, you give them these experiences and make it organic instead of look at this, or you just let them go and take in what they want to and how they want to take it in. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. Well, and I think exposing them to a lot of different things. We had, we went up to Florence one day and, uh, spent a morning in the Uffizi and my, uh, my son had, had taken a, a class on Renaissance painting and, and so it was this really cool thing where we're walking through this painting and I look at it and go, well, that's a really beautiful painting. And he, he's like, no, dad, this was a, like a crucial painting in the Renaissance. He starts walking, walking through this history. All right. <laughs> you can't take me that's anywhere. Great. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, your beautiful Hotels 101 mug that yeah. there's only eight of these in existence. I know. Now. And it, look, it makes it through spills it and does. everything. It's great. Uh, but to have those kind of moments where, oh, there's. Uh, to, to have some culture and some interest and some intellectual stuff. With Again, when they become people, it's they become like, people. it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Well, good. Isn't well, uh, Kelly, I appreciate you making the time to Thank to you for asking for me. It's been and, very uh, cool. Thank you all of you uh, viewers for coming out for the seventh episode of Hotels 101. We will uh, hopefully see you next month. Thanks for, thanks for coming. Thank you.